0: Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Nicole's World. We've got a great lineup for you today. So, we're going to talk about um, some road trip snacks. So, we are headed on a road trip up to Virginia. So, top road trip snacks. Matt's going to join us for that one. I'm talking about um, my favorite TV shows right now that we've got uh, that we're watching. Going to talk about our dogs and how we rescued them and then the Orange Theory Fitness Hell Week and how, you know, I crushed that. So um, lots of exciting things. So we'll jump right into it. Thanks for listening. This is Nicole's World. So I've got my husband Matthew here with me and we are leaving tomorrow on a road trip. We are heading up to Virginia for uh, my cousin's baby shower. So Wanted to do a, a little segment here where we went through and listed our top three road trip snacks, and if one has been uh, listed, the other person cannot select the same one. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice and let you go first, Matthew, and have the first pick for your favorite road trip snack. Okay, I guess my
1: first. My number one favorite road trip snack would be gummy bears. Gummy bears. Mm -hmm. Any particular color? No. Just all. All gummy bears.
0: Do you have a brand favorite or whatever they've got at the gas station?
1: Whatever they got.
0: Okay. Generic. Mm -hmm. All right. Gummy bears. Number one. I would say for me, I've always preferred salty over sweet. So, I got to go with Funyuns. I know they're hit or
1: miss.
0: (laughs) I know they're hit or miss, but I just, I can tear up some Funyuns. I just love them. So, that would be my number one pick. Okay, Matthew, what is your your number two road trip snack?
1: My number two road trip snack would be... The taquitos from QT. Oh, those are pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite is the uh, beef and cheese, or the steak and cheese one. It's the best one. Those are pretty good. Some of the other um, gas stations have similar
0: similar items, but not as good. They are not. QT is just crushing it when it comes to gas station snacks. So that's a good one. Okay, my second is got to be just a cheese stick. I love cheese. <laughs> I love cheese and you know, sometimes they'll have like a Colby Jack or sometimes they'll have just cheddar and it's just solid. I mean, a little bit of protein. Obviously, cheese is not fantastic for you, but fills you up, gives you a little protein. So, yeah, I'm going to go cheese stick.
1: Okay. I guess my third and final one would be the original road tripping, any type of tripping snack and go with beef jerky.
0: Beef jerky.
1: I We love beef jerky.
0: We actually make our own beef jerky about half of the time. Um, it is a little time consuming and we've just got a plan ahead. But I think when we make it, it's better than a lot of the ones that we find at the, the gas stations and things like that. Definitely. Okay. Gosh, I don't know if I should go sweet or something more like fulfilling. Gosh, I don't know what to pick for my last one. I probably sweet. I mean, I love. I love the sour patch watermelons that are like sour and sweet and, you know, love those on a road
1: trip, but I'm actually surprised those aren't your number 1 because I know. you always come back with a pack whenever we stop.
0: Not always. My mom's going to listen to this. We can't tell her that we're eating all these things. I'm
1: not anymore. (laughs)
0: This is all you. So so the thing to also preface is that we generally eat, I would say, 90% of the time we eat very healthy. So road trips are definitely the time where we stray a little bit. And we definitely try and pack a lot of snacks with us. Like we'll make trail mix or... Um, make our own beef jerky, or um, we'll bring like protein shakes or something like that. But every once in a while, you've just got to indulge. So it's, it's delicious. So the weather's getting a little bit chillier, and people are staying inside a little bit more. So I wanted to go ahead and share some of my favorite shows that I'm watching right now. And there's, there's a lot going on. I mean, it's hard to balance all the shows sometimes because I really don't have that much free time when it comes to, you know, working full time and working out and, and I'm getting my MBA right now also. So there's, there's a lot going on. And so it's hard to balance all the shows, but um, definitely some good ones out there. So I'll just run through um, the the shows that we've got. So the first one, and this is a brand new one that we started watching called Modern Love. And this can be found on Amazon through Amazon Prime. We've only watched three episodes right now, but um, each one is a different story and it talks about love. So it's not just the traditional relationship of, you know, a romantic relationship, but it could be. Um, you know, mother, daughter, father, son, you know, sisters, friends, there are some traditional romantic relationships, but really deep, really insightful. Um, Definitely, you know, some of the other people that have watched this have said lots of tears. So I have not cried yet, but I could see how that could happen. Um, The next one is Skin Wars. So I think this has been out for a while. But Uh, We've been watching it on Netflix and it is a body painting reality show. So I I had no idea that this was a whole industry of people that are, you know, painting bodies to look like clothes or, or some of the most interesting ones we've seen are where they paint a person that's standing in front of a background to make them blend into the background. So this is really your traditional like, game show kind of where they go through and someone is eliminated each episode and then there's a winner at the end. So really interesting, kind of something I've never really watched before. Uh, the next one is Mad Men. And I know this is a show that's been out for a while and I'm just getting on the train now, but uh, this is about the, you know, advertising industry on Madison Avenue in New York in the 60s really you know well developed characters. Don Draper, you know, is the main character who's, you know, got lots of different facets of his life that are, are revealed through the different episodes. So definitely a, a good kind of historical and, and scripted show as well. Um, the next one is one of my favorites is the Great British Baking Show. And if you have not watched this, please do yourself a favor and carve out a couple hours. There's a lot of different seasons and then they'll do holiday, you know, specials as well. But if for nothing else, even if you don't like baking, just to listen to the British accents and the funny, you know, sayings that they have, it's just so entertaining. And again, they bake, you know, different challenges and someone is eliminated at the end and... Oh my gosh. It's so good. They just came out with a new season. So watching through, you know, that new season on Netflix. Um, The next one is Dancing with the Stars. And I know this is not a unique show, but um, we have been watching because we love Karamo Brown from Queer Eye. So he was on. He's unfortunately been eliminated, but I'm also a big Bachelor fan and Hannah Brown is on there. So Um, we watch Dancing with the Stars on Hulu, so we don't actually have cable. So we watch all of our, all the live shows on Hulu and then everything else pretty much on Netflix. Um, so Dancing with the Stars, it's, it's long. So that's why I also like doing it on Hulu so you can kind of fast forward and not watch the commercials. Um, the next one is Superstore. So this is one that's on live right now. Again, we watch it on Hulu, but it's, you know, a store of people. The store is called Cloud Nine, but it's supposed to, I guess, simulate like Walmart and the people that work there and their stories and their lives. And it's just funny. It's a comedy. It's light. The episodes are quick. So um, again, the, this is on right now. So we're watching the the new episodes. And then the last one is This Is Us. And I know this is a huge show, but oh my gosh, the, the storylines. I mean, I never expect it. My husband Matt is always like, Well, you know, he's gonna die. Or, you know, he like guesses what's gonna happen and that's always what happens. And I'm like, why are you ruining it? But on um, this is us. He can't necessarily guess because they've totally the the writing of the the storyline is very unique and it's not, you know, what you would typically expect to happen. So Those are the top seven shows that we're watching right now. And I would love to hear if, if any of you are watching shows that you just absolutely love right now. So I wanted to talk about our dogs for a second, because I know we're, we're relatively new to the podcast scene and I don't think we've talked about our dogs yet. So uh, we've got two dogs, um, Nala and Oliver. So, Nala is a Bulldog mix, um, and Oliver is a Westie. We think he's a Westie Maltese mix. So, Nala's about uh, 70 to 75 pounds, and Oliver's about 12 to 15 pounds. And both of them are rescues. And I just wanted to talk through our, our the process of rescuing a dog and what that's like. And I know, you know, sometimes that can be a little scary because you don't know what their history has been. Um, but growing up, I mean, we always rescued our animals and and my husband, Matt, too. I mean, he says they lived out in the middle of nowhere and animals would just, you know, wander onto their property and they would officially adopt them and, and feed them and keep them. So um, you know, we didn't live on a farm or anything like that, but we would go and, and rescue animals when I was growing up. So we adopted Nala back in oh gosh, that would have been like 2013. Uh we Matt and I were dating at the time and we were both living in Fort Worth, Texas. And so we got her from the Humane Society of North Texas there, um, pretty much in downtown Fort Worth. And we were just going and and looking at the animals. And that was something that we typically did on the weekends and saw her. And and Matt just felt, you know, attracted and kind of called to her as soon as he saw her when, when we walked in. And she was a puppy. And we thought... She was about three months old. Come to find out she was six months old at the time, but she was definitely small. And uh, so so we adopted her um, because they thought she may have a little bit of pit bull in her. They had to do a home check and make sure there was a fence and the fence, you know, she couldn't get out and things like that. So they did a home check. She was, you know, good. So we came back the next day. They did... um, Spay her, and and then we picked her up, and um, she was she was really good to train. She had a lot of energy growing up, uh, so we definitely did a lot of training. Um, Matt likes to run with her and and go on walks with her. But now she is uh, six years old and doing great. She loves to go on walks. Um, it's actually funny because she's um, you know a bigger dog, and Oliver is much smaller. But they you know. Oliver can typically go further than Nala can when it comes to walks and things like that. So that's been definitely a great um, adoption for us. And then um, a few years later, so in 2016, we adopted Oliver. And we had been looking for another dog. And I know I definitely wanted a smaller dog. And I I wasn't really particular on breed. I've always loved Pomeranians, but they are just so small and and fragile. And our lifestyle, we're definitely outside and hiking and walking and things like that. So I wanted a dog that could do some of that and wouldn't have to be left behind the whole time. And so we started looking at rescues. And at the time, we were living in a house in Wichita, Kansas, that did not have a fenced-in backyard. So that was actually a huge barrier with a lot of rescues. And, and I was surprised. Um, and we had another dog. So that was another factor because a lot of the the dogs that are rescues, they say they should be the only dog in the family. So that really limited um, the animals that we were able to uh, choose from. So eventually we found a rescue out of Oklahoma. It's called the Oklahoma Westie Rescue. And um, let me tell you, that was an experience. So they they approved our application, basically. And then we drove two hours south into Oklahoma. And you walk into a room and there were probably 40 little white dogs running around. And they said, okay, pick the one you want. So we we walked around and we were picking up, you know, all these dogs. And we were saying, what about this one? No, I don't know. And we were there for about three hours. And and we, you know, we had to drive two hours back and we said, you know, maybe we're just not going to get one today. And then, um, there was a dog over in the corner that was kind of scared and, um, she was like, oh, you know, the woman that was running the rescue was like, oh, he's got to get out, you know, so she pushed him out to kind of be social and, and interact and Matt walked over and, and kind of picked him up and said, well, what about this one? And I wasn't sure, but then he just kept you know, following us and Matt was holding him and we said, okay, let's do it. You know, it just, again, it was kind of a feel, you just kind of felt right. So they went and they gave him a bath and he came back out and we were like, is that the same dog? (laughs) Because he looked, you know, fantastic after getting cleaned up. And Oliver has definitely been a great addition to our family. He's so like spunky, we call it. And he's really, I mean, both of the dogs have so much personality Um, And Oliver was three at the time that we adopted him. So I, I had said, you know, the dog that we get, I want to be a little bit older, because I want them to be potty trained and leash trained. And, you know, all of those things, whereas Nala was a puppy, and we had to do all of that. So Oliver was, you know, as I say, plug and play. and, And he really was, I mean, obviously, there's an adjustment period in the beginning of a few weeks learning your routine and things like that. But they, they really are great. I would say I I will never get a dog that's not through an adoption or a rescue channel just because there are so many animals out there. I mean, yesterday we were walking through PetSmart and all of the the rescues were there with their animals and there were just so many. So I would just encourage all of you, if you are considering adding a pet into your family, I am a big supporter of, of rescues and um, you know, you just got to do some research and find the ones out there that that you're, you know, supporting and, and you think are a good fit. And then it's it's really just a feel of what would be a good fit for your family. So just wanted to share that story of of how we got our two dogs, Nala and Oliver. So I wanted to talk about Hell Week. And if any of you are familiar or have gone to Orange Theory Fitness, you have probably heard about Hell Week. So it is eight days at the end of October where uh, you have to go to five of the eight workouts and you get a t-shirt. And I started working out at Orange Theory about a year ago. And this this is not sponsored by them or anything like that, but... I uh, I started going and I have really enjoyed it, but Hell Week has always been very intimidating for me. So apparently, you were supposed to sign up if you wanted a T-shirt, and I did not sign up because I thought, you know, there's no way I can go to five classes out of in eight days. I mean, usually my rule of thumb is I can only go every other day, but I certainly can't go two or three days in a row. But It is so interesting what, you know, motivates people and how many people showed up for these classes just for a free t-shirt. And if you know anything about Orange Theory, the the classes are pretty intense as they are, but Hell Week is supposed to be even more amped up. Um, But I successfully completed it and will be getting my shirt uh, next week, so I will proudly post a photo of that on Instagram. But just thought that was so interesting how motivational not only a prize or some type of incentive can be, but also just other people also getting so excited about something. So if you uh, haven't tried Orange Theory, I would highly recommend it. And um, Hell Week has been a blast. So there you go, the power of motivation. Okay. That's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, my handle is Nicole W. Stevenson, and you're listening to Nicole's World. Thanks so much.